Happy Halloween to all the listeners and welcome to a spooky and maybe not so scary after all episode of Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. My name is Andrew J. Schreier and I am your host here today to talk about the fears about addiction and whether or not it really is the boogeyman in your life. And there are a lot of scary things about addiction. There are a lot of scary stories and situations over the years I've heard from clients, patients, family members, loved ones, counselors, therapists, um, healthcare professionals, school teachers, you know, community members about alcohol and drugs. I have, I am not short on some of the scary and, and horrifying experiences and moments that people have shared with me, and. I recently gave a presentation called Addictions at the Verge where I discussed what I was seeing in regards to the future of addiction and what is going on. And one of the comments at the end was that this is all just so scary. In the worst of the worst, addiction leads to death and destruction. The disease of addiction can result in death if not taken care of, even without resulting in death it can lead to ruined lives for the individual and those around them it is understandable when someone is using there are fears about what is going to happen you know what is going to happen to them i have often asked myself that question when particular clients and patients walk out of my office and leave i know parents whose children are using and they can't get a hold of them ask those very same questions i know significant others ask those questions and and have those fears when someone they love won't stop using. I know healthcare professionals experience fears when they are dealing with someone who is overdosing. I know paramedics experience those when they are called to the scene of a drug overdose. We are afraid of what addiction might do to the individual as well as to those who care about them. Addiction can kill you. So yes, the fear of what it can do is genuine. There are plenty of times when addiction is compared to evil and the worst of the worst. Uh, Addiction has really become villainized. A saying in the recovery community is while you are in treatment getting better, your addiction is outside in the parking lot doing push-ups. Your underlying message is you better be ready or it's going to kick your ass pretty much. I've touched on this a few times in my book, Addiction and recovery. And one of the areas where this is identified most is when I asked people about how they define their addiction in the chapter, what is addiction? And some of the statements that I I literally took things that I've heard from people over the year, and I even had a group of residents that I was working with at the time write down these answers. And those are the things that when you open the book, there's a whole list of what is addiction. And you look at it as the, the devil is referenced, evil is referenced, um, you know, the worst is referenced, you know, so even asking people what is it and how do you define it, it is villainized and looked at as evil. And this has also been very much so historically, you know, when addiction and substance use and alcohol, you know, alcoholism was really viewed in the, the moral model of you know, sinning and you're wrong, you're a bad person. So over the years, we have begun to look at, you know, the disease of it and, 
you know, the condition that it is in, separating, you know, oneself from having the disease and, and being a bad person. There's so much in there to get into with, you know, identity, with, with guilt and shame. But one of the things to touch on really in this episode is focusing on the idea of how scary is it and how scared of it should I be? And those are two different distinctions. And that's why I'm hoping this episode can really break down into it is looking at the difference of I know what it can do. I know drugs can kill. Drugs can wreak havoc on a community. It can change things, you know, across the nation of, of what's being done at times. But also, do I become too afraid of it where I can't face things about it? Do we become paralyzed in fear where we believe is that there's nothing we can do? So that's where this episode's really going. In the intro of this, you heard part of the song from the film The Nightmare Before Christmas, one of my favorite Halloween slash Christmas movies. And Jack Skellington is our main character who's trying to bring the spirit of Christmas to Halloween Town. And later on, towards the end of the film, his love interest, Sally and Santa, are being held in the lair of Oogie Boogie, who is the main antagonist. And we're going to look at, you know him as the villain and the song that I'm that I played I'm going to play it again for a little bit more is kind of describes part of that villain evil thing and looking at the predicament that Santa's in but how does that compare to what someone might be experiencing when they feel like they're in the grasps they're held captive they're a slave to their addiction and when I heard this song and looking at wanting to do like a Halloween type episode, it was amazing to hear some of the comparisons of what I've heard people share with addiction and some of the things that have been said in the song. So I'm going to play a little bit of the song and see what you might think of as far as some comparisons. We're going to talk about part of the movie. We're going to talk about what does this mean for how we deal with our fears so if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. I'm, I'm clearly going to recommend that. So let's get into a part where Santa's held captive by Mr. Oogie Boogie. Oh boy, now let it be just fine. Release me fast or you will have to answer for these ears. 
got a prayer Cause I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie And you ain't going nowhere Now one of the interesting things Right off the bat about that song And what's happening is I've had people describe to me That they feel like they are held captive By the chains of addiction and they are a slave to it and right now we have santa who is being held captive by oogie boogie and when he talks about you better let me go and oogie boogie uh, isn't falling for it so it's amazing to see some of the comparisons to what addiction wants people to believe as well based on these few lines from the song you know quote when lives are on the line not mine of course but yours old boy like right there, that's one of the things that I've talked about before is that addiction doesn't care who you are, you know, whether you're rich, poor, you know, what race you are, where you come from, you know, it, it doesn't matter. All it wants to do is um, it's got your life on the line. It's life is not on the line. It just needs someone to really, you know, go to and have someone using. That's all addiction needs. Another part where it says, it's hopeless, you're finished, you haven't got a prayer. That's exactly what addiction wants you to believe, is that you can't do anything about it. You know, that's the voice of addiction that I talk about and I wrote about in my book where it wants you to believe that you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do. There's, you ain't got a prayer, nothing's going to help you. And that leaves a lot of people in like a hopeless position that they can't stop using or that they can't get sober that they cannot maintain sobriety long term and venture towards recovery the big question is that when what happens when we villainize addiction so what happens when we view our addiction as oogie boogie you know another way of asking is what happens when we are so afraid of addiction where there's nothing we can do being afraid can have a significant impact in how we face it in fact it can prevent us from really facing it at all fear holds us back fear can lead to avoidance fear can have us feeling helpless fear can lead us to feeling a loss of control and fear can lead us to believe we don't have any choice there's nothing we can do we can't be afraid to the point where we are hopeless about recovery. We can't be so afraid that we become helpless about what to do. We can't be so afraid that we start to believe there's nothing we can do. We can't be so afraid that it will be our forever pending doom. We can't be so afraid that we believe recovery isn't possible. We can't be so afraid that when we don't think we have any that we don't have any choice in the matter. As a substance abuse counselor and clinical supervisor, I can't be so afraid of addiction that I start to believe I can't help people. But that happens. You know, there's times when you got someone who has continued to use or relapse, and that part is not as difficult to deal with. You you do sometimes wonder, will this person ever, you know, get it? Will they be able to find their way but I always believe as long as they're still coming to see me and working at it we got a chance but you know there are times when a couple of weekends you know in my lifetime 
as a substance abuse counselor, I'll hear where there's two or three overdoses of people and some of them are fatal. And at that point, you know, yeah, it's scary to think of now what's going to happen to the next person I work with or what's going to happen to other people. And, you know, what can I do when they're gone and they're not seeking services or getting help? And, you know, what's their family going through? All that can make you have a lot of fear over what can you do. But it can't be so strong to where it keeps you, you know, frozen, where you feel like you can't do anything. So there are a lot of fears in relation to addiction but there are also fears about recovery there are fears about recovery that prevent people from engaging in what they need to do in order to get sober and to maintain abstinence there are fears about making change there are fears about going into treatment thinking differently meeting new people developing new coping skills and many other things that happen in order to stop using and make recovery possible fears occur on both sides of the street with addiction and recovery so there are not only fears to face with addiction, but there are ones we must acknowledge about recovery as well. So how do we begin to address these fears in relation to addiction? So number one I have is acknowledge fears in relation to both addiction and recovery. What are your fears about addiction? What are your fears about recovery? complete an inventory in what my fears are you know really looking at what are those fears and what are those fears preventing me from doing are those are they helping me are they leading me to do certain things or are they kind of keeping me captive or keeping me um, afraid or preventing me from taking certain action steps so doing an inventory would be a really helpful t tool when it comes to like taking a genuine, authentic look at what fears you have in relation to both addiction and recovery. The second thing we need to look at is there is unhealthy and there is healthy fears. Not all fear is bad. Fear can lead us to taking precautions, making smarter decisions, and eliminating risks. You know, the slogan, no fear, can actually be harmful. I know some people who don't have a fear of overdosing, which leads them to continue to use. I've just had a conversation with someone who's using stray fentanyl and is not afraid of how strong it is. You know, this person said straight out, I'm not afraid of it killing me because I've been using it for so long and I know the amount that I'm using. This lack of fear plays a role in continued using. So I consider this to be unhealthy you know, the person's not afraid of it killing him. So continuing to use is what is happening. Now, other people who might find out that there's fentanyl in their drugs, that might scare them or that might be very fearful and that might lead them to doing other things. It might lead them to testing their drugs. It might lead them to going somewhere else. And hopefully, hopefully, it might also lead them to not using anymore. So that's the difference where that's a healthy fear. I know a lot of people who, when I work with families and you look at like histories of addiction, you tend to see some of the family members who won't drink or won't do anything because of what they've seen their family members go through. And 
they're afraid that if they do it, they could easily have the addiction. Like they believe addictions in their family. So they take that precaution and they eliminate risk. They make smart decisions about not drinking because they see what it has done to their family members. I think that is a healthy thing to do in their circumstances. And they, by not drinking and not using, that's a big thing to do if you are trying to avoid becoming addicted. So this sense of fear could be healthy or unhealthy. You know, healthy fears would would be to recognize that yes, this can this can hurt me, this can kill me. I need to do something about it because I don't want that to happen. This sense of healthy fears could lead to getting into treatment, disconnecting from old peers, deleting contact numbers for drug dealers, and deciding to even give up drugs entirely. And yes, there is that balance because we cannot be in a position where we don't have any fears at all. And on the other side, can't be so afraid that we don't take any action. Therefore, having healthy fears can be that point of a balance between the two. So instead of being fearful to the point where I'm hopeless and helpless, I need to push that into, yeah, I'm afraid or I'm fearful, but this is going to lead me to make this kind of choice or this decision, which is going to be better for me, where I feel better about it, where I feel like I have choices, where I feel like I have options where I can do this. I can take the steps that I need to take. It might be hard. It might be scary. There might be some things that I have to deal with along the way, but I'm no longer in that position where I feel like I can't do it at all. Number three, which is the big one too, is face your fears. In the end of the Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack must face Oogie Boogie if he wants to save Sally, who's his love interest, and Santa in order to save Christmas. If Jack would have been too afraid to face Oogie Boogie, then all hope for saving Sally and Christmas would have been lost. So we must face our fears when it comes to addiction and recovery. After acknowledging what those fears are and breaking down whether they are healthy or unhealthy, we need to find ways to overcome those fears. If not, addiction will continue to be the oogie boogie who hides under the bed and in the closet. We will continue to hide from the fears and any chance at making change will be diminished. That's one of the, the premises in a lot of you know, horror movies and Halloween films is in the end, the individual must face their fear. And overcoming that fear is their key to getting out of it and to surviving and it's not to say that the, the person's not, i mean look at all the the different horror movies and halloween movies where you know the bad guy and it's not to say that that person's not to be afraid of them or scared that person is dangerous you know that that's the whole premises of these movies but at some point that character takes a stand and faces their fears and that is what we have to do against addictions where we cannot be so afraid that we start to believe what he's saying and going back to those to the song again you know we can't believe you know you aren't comprehending the position that you're in it's hopeless you're finished you haven't got a prayer and you ain't going nowhere the more we are engulfed in fear that's what we're going to believe and we're going to have less choices options and confidence in our ability to overcome it 
And then, yes, we will be that slave to addiction. We will live in fear of what it can do. We will avoid making choices because we can't, we think we can't do anything about it. So facing those fears is crucial. And you have to do that on an individual level. You have to do that as a couple. You have to do that as a family, as a community, as providers, you know, all the way up the line there's a lot of different fears that people can have about what addiction can do. And the opioid epidemic, among one things, has shown us that. But we have seen people who, yes, they're afraid of what happened, but they've made choices and they've done things to try and help fix things, prevent things, address tough issues. And that is what we must do in order to face the oogie boogie. Addiction you know, it's scary. And parts of recovery are too. When you want to have hope in something that seems so daunting and challenging and makes us vulnerable to be afraid of what might happen. Despite how hard it can be, it can get easier. No matter how tough it is, you can be resilient. No matter how dark things get, there is light. I've seen people face the boogeyman and come face to face with all the fears they have about addiction and recovery. You know, so it is possible. And I'm going to end with a, a favorite quote, which is so much magic lies beyond our fears. And there are some scary things out there in the world of addiction and recovery, but together we can face them. And when we do, we can find a lot of incredible and amazing things right behind all those fears that we have. I want to wish all my listeners a happy and healthy Halloween. I hope you learned something.